morning, it's February 5th, and this is your daily brief in world news. Here's everything you need to know. President Biden has taken decisive action in the Middle East, informing Congress of airstrikes targeting Houthi sites in Iraq, Syria, and Yemen. This move comes as a direct response to ongoing attacks against U.S. personnel and facilities in the region. In a significant escalation of force, the U.S. and U.K. have launched joint airstrikes against Iran-backed militias in Yemen. Additionally, the U.S. has carried out further airstrikes in Iraq and Syria, following a deadly drone attack in Jordan that resulted in the deaths of three U.S. service members. This marks a grim milestone, as it's the first instance of U.S. troops being killed by an enemy drone, amidst over 150 attacks on U.S. forces by various groups. The situation is tense, with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan stating that the U.S. retaliation is not yet over, and more steps are planned to deter Houthi aggression and ensure the safety of commercial shipping in the region. The increasing violence and interconnected conflicts across the Middle East are raising the risk of a broader regional war. Amidst this backdrop of escalating tensions, President Biden's approval rating has seen a decline. However, in the realm of electoral politics, he still maintains a narrow lead over Donald Trump in a hypothetical election matchup. The unfolding situation underscores the complex dynamics at play in the Middle East and the challenges facing U.S. foreign policy. Chile is grappling with a national tragedy as wildfires rage through central and southern regions, claiming at least 99 lives. President Gabriel Boric has declared a two-day mourning period in response to the catastrophe. The fires, intensified by summer heat with temperatures reaching 40 degrees Celsius, have spread into densely populated areas, leaving 1,600 people homeless and causing further entrapments. Among the properties destroyed is a renowned botanical garden in Vina del Mar, a coastal tourist region also affected alongside Valparaiso. The president warns that the death toll is expected to rise as search efforts continue in devastated neighborhoods. There's suspicion that some of the fires may have been started deliberately. To combat the blazes, a combined force of 1,400 firefighters, 1,300 military personnel, and volunteers is on the ground, leading to evacuations, curfews, and road closures, including the main road linking Valparaiso to the capital, Santiago. Officials have extended curfews in affected cities to prevent looting and are urging residents to evacuate their homes. Amidst this crisis, the Pope has called for prayers for the victims, highlighting the fire's link to a heat wave and drought associated with El Nino. Meanwhile, in neighboring Argentina, efforts are underway to combat a fire in Los Alerces National Park. Mass protests have erupted across Germany, a significant response to the specter of right-wing extremism that's been looming over the country. In Berlin alone, the number of demonstrators swelled to an impressive range between 150,000 and 300,000 people, all converging around the iconic Reichstag. This massive turnout was sparked by a clandestine meeting that came to light, involving members of the far-right Alternative for Germany or AFD party and neo-Nazis. Such a revelation has sent shockwaves through communities, particularly among immigrants and their descendants, who see this as a direct threat to their safety and inclusion in German society. The scale and diversity of the protests are unprecedented, marking a historic mobilization of various groups and organizations within German civil society. They've come together with a unified purpose, to stand against the AFD and the extremist ideologies it's associated with. 
This collective action is not just a momentary expression of dissent, but a significant awakening, signaling a broader resistance to the rise of far-right ideologies. The urgency and magnitude of these protests also serve as a critical warning ahead of the upcoming European elections. It's a clear message that many in Germany are determined to push back against the tide of extremism, urging others to take action and participate in safeguarding democratic values. The events unfolding in Germany are a testament to the power of collective action and the importance of vigilance in the face of threats to democracy. Namibia is mourning the loss of its former president, Hage Geingob, who passed away at the age of 82 after a battle with cancer. In the wake of his passing, Vice President Nangolo Mbumba has stepped up as the acting president, with the nation's eyes set on the upcoming elections in November. Geingob's legacy is monumental, having been a cornerstone in the establishment of Namibia as a stable democracy. His journey from an anti-apartheid activist to the nation's leader is a testament to his dedication and resilience. Under Geingob's leadership, Namibia made significant advances on the global stage, particularly in the green economy. He was instrumental in making Namibia the first African country to supply the European Union with green hydrogen and minerals for clean energy. Furthermore, the initiation of Africa's first decarbonized iron plant, powered exclusively by green hydrogen, marked a pioneering step under his guidance. Geingob's passing has resonated deeply across the African continent, with leaders mourning the loss of a figure who played a crucial role in advocating for Africa's voice in global affairs. His contributions to promoting a sustainable future and his efforts in elevating Africa's position on the world stage will be remembered as key aspects of his enduring legacy. This is a developing story, reflecting the impact of a leader who was truly dedicated to his country and the broader African community. In a decisive move by Paris residents, 54.5% have voted in favor of significantly increasing parking fees for heavy SUVs visiting the city. This groundbreaking decision will see the hourly parking cost for SUVs in the city center soar from 6 to 18 euros and from 4 to 12 euros in the outer districts starting September 1st. Notably, this fee hike specifically targets visitor vehicles, providing exemptions for local residents, craftsmen, and care services. The initiative is driven by a commitment to reduce environmental pollution and enhance road safety. The mayor has highlighted the substantial negative impact of large vehicles on public spaces and the environment as key reasons for the fee increase. However, this move has not been without its critics. The opposition and the car lobby have voiced their concerns, accusing the mayor of manipulation and suggesting that the ultimate goal is to eradicate cars from the city. Despite the controversy, the success of this referendum could potentially inspire other cities to adopt similar measures in the fight against air pollution and climate change. This bold step by Paris could mark a significant turning point in how cities worldwide approach environmental conservation and urban planning. This has been your daily brief in world news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.